You're listening to The Sower's Almanac, the church planting podcast of Ransom City Church. For more media content, visit ransomcitychurch.org. Hey, welcome back to The Sower's Almanac. I'm Seth. And I'm Aaron. Um, and uh, while well, we're back, for one, um, we took, uh, took a break for the holidays, kind of an in- inadvertent break, just because the holidays are the holidays, and it's kind of hard to get together and throw together a podcast. So just over... Fact. Right over you know November with uh, Thanksgiving and then December is even crazier with Christmas and then kind of Advent prep leading up to it. It's kind of a busy time for for church, which I'm sure many of you guys are aware of um, and deal with kind of that yourself. So anyway, took kind of a break for a couple months, but we're back. And so since it's been a little while, really we're just going to talk about um, kind of what we've been we've been dealing with, uh, where things are at with Ransom City. That that I think uh, my hope is will be encouraging to you. Um, in a kind of a camaraderie sort of way Um, and just dealing with a lot of the kind of normal rigors and obstacles of church planting so got a few fun stories for you but yeah just wanted to share where things are at on our end and and hopefully be an encouragement to you as you're in your own church planting journeys or ministry journeys Um, so first we we have we have a real interesting story Um, I'll (laughs) share with you guys what uh, what happened on our, our Christmas Eve which ended up uh, kind of accidentally being an exciting Sunday morning in the wrong sort of way. Um, so we got there Christmas Eve. Um, had I'll, I'll give you a little bit of the setup. So at this point, we thankfully God's been gracious to us, and the the theater that we rent our space from is they've been great. And one of the benefits of of renting from them, um, as opposed to previously, what we've dealt with is we're able to sign like long term contracts. We sign six months at a time, which is great. Um, so we're, you know, six months out when we originally signed the, the contract so we, we can plan ahead and everything. Versus before, if you guys remember, like, episodes back we talked about with our previous space, we literally were contracting out one month at a time, sometimes literally the day before the next contract mm-hmm. was supposed to start. That actually happened on more than one occasion. Could not have been more stressful. Um, so this setup is a lot better. And one of the benefits for that is things like holidays. You can plan out ahead of time and make sure the building's going to be open and all that sorts of sort of stuff. And the reason for that is, so we rent from a local community theater um, who have been great, but they they rent from the city. They The actual like theater space they rent out from the city who owns the total building, if that makes sense. So we're kind of like sub-leasing. Yes, that's essentially what's going on. <laughs> so we're like sub-leasing from this theater who's leasing from the, the uh, city. So anyway, six months out, that allows us to look into, okay, if we're going to have Sundays like this year, which landed on a, a, a Christmas Eve, okay, is the building going to be open? We're going to have any logistic problems with that. And theoretically, we should have six months to figure that out if all things work how they're supposed to work. Didn't happen that way, did it? Didn't it? happen that way this year. I'm, so I'm here, shocked. <laughs> yeah, with church planting, it's a shock that things don't go <laughs> as uh, planned. Um, so here's what happened. So we did. We booked it six months in advance like normal. Um, credit even to our, our theater space who saw that one of the Sundays was going to land on Christmas Eve. They even did their due diligence and talked to the city ahead of time to make sure there wasn't going to be this issue, to make sure that the city was going to be open, if there was going to be holiday hours, that they were still going to be open during our service time. They even got that verified that, yes, the building will be open, not going to be an issue at all. Um, cool. And then then sent us the contract. So they did their job on the front end, making sure we had everything all squared away. We double-checked when we signed it. 
Um, Signed it, no problems, not gonna be an issue. Okay, cool. Fast forward to Christmas Eve and what actually happened. Well, actually the week before. So I had a funny thought the week before the Christmas Eve debacle uh, where I thought, (laughs) wouldn't it be funny even though we signed the contract six months ago and this should have all been figured out then, if for some reason the building, like the city changed their mind and changed their hours. And the reason I thought that was they posted a sign that said holiday hours and I went, oh, that would be crazy. And I looked at the sign that that had the holiday hours listed. Mind you, this was just the Sunday before. Mm -hmm. And it specifically said they were gonna be open until three. And I went, that's a funny thought. I'm glad that didn't happen. Okay, everything's gonna be fine, right? Fast forward Christmas Eve, I get there at about, it's probably about 9.45. Uh, building officially opens at, at 10, but if we get there a little bit early occasionally, uh, they'll have it open just a little bit early than the official open. So it allows us to get in there and set up and stuff for, for uh, worship practice and stuff. So I got there a little early and uh, go to pull on the door to open it and it won't open. <laughs> and I realize the door is locked. And then I look, and once again, there's a sign that posts the holiday hours But this is a different sign. This sign has new information than the one from exactly one week before. This sign says they're completely closed today, which the week before it said they were going to be just closing early. They were going to be open until three, which we get done with everything and packed up by one. So it wouldn't have affected us. But this time it says it's totally closed, to which I I just have, I I think God was just really gracious because I wasn't even mad. I think my response was just like, huh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay well of course that would happen like it was more just like okay here, here it is let's figure out what's going on now so I call uh, the the one of the point people from the theater that we run from and talk to them basically I inform them what's going on because they don't have a clue that right. the hours had even changed so they're just as baffled as we are thankfully they were really nice and got on top of it and basically said let me make some phone calls see what we can do they actually found somebody that was able to come and open the building for us um, and even clear it with the city. So the city, thankfully, said yes and allowed this all to happen. There was um, like a 15 minute gap there where we there were was, just like, hey, yes. are we going to be able to have church on There was Christmas a chunk Eve? of time between us figuring out, like, okay, they had found somebody that was going to come and open the building and we we're going to have service there. Well, we were literally going, are we going to have to cancel service? Are we going to have to find another space? Uh, so we were reaching out to local hotels that we've rented them from before, like conference rooms, and literally like crossing off options as we were going because they were either not getting back to us or telling us no. Um, and then it was, oh, should we have it? You know, I know Aaron, you guys like volunteered. Like, do we have right. a living room if need be? We're like trying to make these plans as we're waiting to hear back from uh, our the theater space that we rent from. And thankfully, somebody did come and, and open the building up, but. By the time we got in there, so now we're, we're running very late getting in there just because of the whole Service thing. is now supposed to start in like 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so the clock's been running the whole time. So Greg and I just make the decision kind of quickly. Of, it was really out of necessity of like, okay, we're not going to have the normal setup. We can't. We don't have time. So that meant we're not going to run sound. We'll just set up the screen and the projector so that we have slides because we need lyrics so people can sing. Um, but we'll do that. We'll set up some music stands. No microphones, completely unplugged, and I'll just record the sermon on my phone. Made that decision, had literally exactly enough time to do that, and then I think we like finished the setup, and then Greg immediately like started the service, like it was yeah, like that, much. like down to the wire. Um, so that was interesting. Um, ended up. <laughs> 
being being kind of a stressful morning getting to there. It ended up being fine. I think it was still yeah. a good service by God's grace. But anyway, the reason I'm sharing that story is that, I mean, that's probably the most extreme example of that sort of thing that I can ha- think of. Uh, we've had other issues before, but not quite like that. No, not that's like pretty, not like on the day, forty five minutes right. before service. Hey, yeah. where are we gonna have church? Today? Right when the clock's running. Um, that's probably the most extreme example of that kind of a logistical problem. Uh, but I'm sharing that from experience, just sharing our experience with that to encourage you. Of like that's that's church planting. It's just, and that we we were saying that even before the service started when we were waiting to hear back from mm-hmm. from like if they were gonna find somebody that was gonna open the building. Um, and I was just saying, I said it because Sean was was in town visiting, yeah. and I said to him, "Welcome to church planning," because it's just that's this is the kind of thing you run into. Um, so anyway, point of the story being, for one, God's faithful and it worked out. Um, for two, we would have figured it out either way, and it wouldn't have been the end of the world. It would have been you know an inconvenience and a frustration, but we would have been fine. It's not like it would have endangered the life of our church. Um, but if you're dealing with stuff like that, you're far from alone. Um, this is part of, I think, just comes with the territory and nature of the game of church planting and starting, it's really starting any endeavor from scratch, but especially church planting where you're, you know, oftentimes you, uh, probably most people don't have their own space unless they're very lucky. Mm-hmm. So most people are in a similar boat that we are of renting a space from somebody. And so this is just a possibility. This stuff can happen, uh, but God's still good. We got through it. So anyway, I just want to share that with you guys. So you can be encouraged if you're, you either have dealt with that before or in the thick of dealing with some sort of a logistical nightmare like that, you're certainly far from alone. And uh, God's sovereign, God's good. You'll get through it. Uh, so that was our excitement for uh, Christmas Eve. On uh, top of that, um, I, I know you, you are witness to this as well. Aaron, you've seen this for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But... Um, we're, because we're a young church, and not only a young church as far as just age, as far as who makes up our church, we got a lot of people in their 20s and, and early 30s, um, but also we're in a college town. So there, we've talked about many times in the podcast uh, the transient nature of our city as a result of that. Well, one of the other byproducts of that, uh, of being not only a young church, but a young church in a college town, is we're the church that everybody leaves town to go visit family when holidays are happening. <laughs> Um, like that happens like every year and pretty much every year like uh, like I have amnesia I forget that you until know, it happens the exact <laughs> same thing though even though I should totally Just see it where, coming where is everyone yeah why oh. is no one here oh yeah that's right and then you start running through the list of, of who's plugged into our church and you realize oh yeah I did know all these people were going to be out of town most of them told me or I could mm-hmm. infer um and it was, is you know, part of it is because we have college students, so they're on break. But then the other part of it is people just going out of state to go see their families and stuff like that. So we had relatively low, pretty low attendance. You, you'd said, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was, here. It was yeah. nearly half of what it, it of what normally it normally is. is. Yeah. Um, and I know that like last year, I'm just, I'm literally just looking at the numbers right now. Uh, last year we had like about a third of the church missing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's just so, what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so th- th- you may be able to resonate with that too if you're in a similar boat. Um, but that that can be a point of discouragement. So that, especially for Christmas Eve, you deal with the logistical thing, you get through that, 
and then we start the service to a, a crowd that's virtually empty. You know, the, there's people there. It's not right. like there's nobody there, but as far as comparatively to other services, right. it felt very empty. Uh, still good service. It still felt good. And yeah. Good to oh, worship yeah. With everybody, so it ended up being fine. But you know, that's another kind of byproduct of the holidays. So I'm, I'm. It's, it's. Man, it's hard. Advent is always a challenge in for this reason of like, I love the actual holiday. Obviously, <laughs> love celebrating the birth of Christ, but the the like planning that goes into it, the mm-hmm. you know stuff like this, dealing with holiday hours. That's you know that situation that we dealt with. And then dealing with just our so many of our people being out of town, right? While also it being kind of a busy time of year of potential opportunities, right? It's really hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, a I know, really challenging. Thing. I know this year we really had to, we had a lot of a lot of different opportunities yeah. that that we that we've had in in past years uh, for for outreach, which we honestly had to had to just kind of reevaluate and be like, okay, I don't think we can actually logistically pull this off this yeah. year. Uh, you know, particularly when it comes down to like our Black Friday outreach. Yeah, which we've uh, talked about before. Yeah, yeah. Like in in years past, we uh, we would go over by uh, one of the malls uh, very close by and uh, and just hand out donuts and hot chocolate and coffee and things like that and just hang out with people and, and just really talk to people uh, and connect with locals. But this year we ended up having to having to just kind of scrap that uh, at least for the time being because right. we just didn't have uh, just didn't have the, uh, the the manpower to pull that off with, yeah, with it, people traveling and things like that. One of many occasions of like not that we didn't want to do it. It just was we just can't right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not really not really an option. We'd be grossly undermanned if we tried to do it and right. it would be kind of a nightmare because we've, we've dealt with that before um, of kind of trying to do outreach stuff when we really didn't have kind of the scheduling wise the people that we needed for it and, and it's just it ends up being pretty difficult and not as productive as you'd hope so this year yeah we, we forewent that for that reason uh, but yeah so there's that stuff going on um, then couple that with uh, I, I I was talking to to Joe, our sending pastor, the other day about this a little bit, but I think I've just wanted to be uh, discouraged recently. If that makes any sense, I think I've wanted to be grumpy. I don't really know why. Um, you know, I, I, literally everyone here is like that. Okay. Not 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 church. Just in in the entire stinking. This is Chicago. Yeah. Well, and yeah, everyone's I wonder. I wonder how much everyone's it's mad. It's zero degrees outside. It's got to be part of like, it. Like literally, it's two degrees. I think outside right now. Okay. So then I feel a little less crazy. Yeah. It's probably, everyone's mad. There's something in the air. It's the cold. <laughs> literally something. Literally. <laughs> right. And the snow pummeling <laughs> you, it, which hasn't been too bad this year, but it's still just how cold everything is does make yeah. everything more difficult. So I think couple that with the the challenges of the season and I've just been in a mood and it's not been, I've not had any disagreements with people or anything like that. It's just been, I feel it. I can feel yeah. I'm not in a good mood and kind of wanting to be upset mm-hmm. <laughs> and discouraged. Um, and I've had enough things to like discourage myself with to like <laughs> be like, yeah, also and this. Um, and, and so like those things we've already talked about have kind of some of those logistical struggles and situations to work through. But then on top of it, I, I just had I've like just wanted I guess wanted to or struggling with I don't know just discouragement regarding um, preaching my preaching in particular I think just beating myself up about you know if if a sermon doesn't go perfectly and there's certain things that I would have tweaked about it then I get overly discouraged about it on top of um, I like I've talked about this before but 
I doubt I'm alone in this struggle, but just if I go a length of time uh, without a break, that makes this worse. Um, but also just generally when you preach like full time regularly, um, it can easily turn into a Groundhog Day situation where you've done it so many different times. By the time like you finish a Sunday, you get starting on your sermon again the next week and it's like we're doing this all over again. And it's just, it's just, it can be defeating if you focus on that and focus on the work that goes into it um, and not why it's worth the work and yeah. just focus on the prep itself, which is what I'm prone to do. Um, that's one of the, the sins I think that shows up in me is just like prone to overly focus on the amount of work it's going to take to get to the next Sunday. So I've just had, yeah, I've just been in a, I feel like a, an emotional rut of that things have been fine it's, I haven't felt like my preaching is like suffered or anything but it's more just like I'm looking for imperfections to be discouraged by and overall I think emotionally struggling with the grind of it yeah if that makes sense yeah no I mean I, I think that I, I think that that's a really good thing for for guys like me to hear uh, just you know hoping to maybe one day be in your position yeah, uh, yeah. you know not your position you know no I, I know what you yeah, mean yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm take taking your over, over. <laughs> I know what you mean <laughs> Yeah, you preach, preaching full yeah, time so, regularly. Yeah, so as as I'm kind of looking looking toward the future, currently when whenever I get a chance to preach, it's new and it's exciting, and it only happens once every few months. So it's not it's not like there, there's I have not yet experienced any kind of a Groundhog Day because every single one it's been like you know my first time preaching, my fifth time preaching. Right, right, you know? yeah, right, yeah. and then you get a gap of you know, to right. recover and uh-huh. think and. Yeah, it's it's the where I really experience it is the streaks of like a length of time, and part of it came from this is self inflicted by the way. This is not me complaining about anything. This is my fault. Uh, we we came off a streak where normally I'm on a rhythm of about five or six on, and then one off, mm-hmm. and that's about right. Honestly, five is probably like five or six is probably about perfect as far as how to phrase it. Um, where I don't really feel gassed out much at all when, when I'm on that rhythm it's kind of the right amount of that's plenty but then just to reset my brain and have have a week to not be prepping um, really helps after the, the five yeah. or six we had one that was I think seven or eight and it was that's yeah it's it doesn't sound like a lot but just that extra week or two that did it <laughs> right like I came out of that week I think you were the one Aaron that preached then that gave me the break which I really appreciated but even by that point, it was like, now I'm overly tired. Right. And now I think, like, when I get that way, I think I, I'm a lot more prone to that discouragement and Groundhog Day feeling even after I get a break. Mm-hmm. So I got a break and then kind of came back and still felt like, Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just too much. Um, and everybody's different. That's not, obviously, with those numbers, I'm just sharing kind of what we do and what works for us. And if that works for you, cool. Um, but like, certainly everybody's different. I, I think everybody has a different size plates. So that's not like you don't have to do what we're doing, but it's definitely how I'm wired. Um, so I, I definitely brought that up to Chris and Greg. We're, uh, we're heading out of town on Sunday to do our, uh, staff elders planning retreat where we've talked about before, but we 
like map out the whole year and okay what went well last year what didn't go so well what do we need to improve we map out preaching calendar all that sort of stuff um, we we're here talking about making sure we stick more rigorously to the five or six rhythm because mm-hmm. we got away from that a little bit this year and that's usually when I'm more prone to discouragement is when I just have those I think longer streaks of being on so I, I've been in the thick of that and then overanalyzing um, you like good helpful constructive criticism that I'll get from Chris and Greg that they give me every week and I've just been in my own head about it I, and I'm prone to anxiety about it anyway mm-hmm. just because I'm, I'm I'm sensitive I'm a baby that's, that's <laughs> the truth um, but especially when I'm also tired I think all those things kind of compound and so I've been very like like little helpful things like helpful constructive criticism has turned into like in my head I'm like well forget it like maybe I just shouldn't pray I'm just terrible at this and I just shouldn't do it like but it's like that's not what anybody said like Mm -hmm. that's me constructing that nonsense Um, so I've been in the thick of that on top of the I think just the grind of holidays even if it's a good holiday which oftentimes they are when we talk about like Christmas and Easter being the busy times of ministry but man like it's very easy it's very easy to put so much work into like the the planning and stuff for that to worship well that ironically the people who aren't really experiencing it are the, the people in ministry right. are the, are the pastors and the deacons and, and all that sort of stuff um, mm-hmm. which is so backwards like it shouldn't yeah. be that way we should be the people leading and experiencing kind of the refreshment right. of that worship but we should do a lot of things you know I, I feel right. like that's just one of those you know where gotta actively I think repent to that and work on that yeah so anyway that's kind of where I've been emotionally but with any with all these things like none of them are like you, you guys listening to this are probably noticing and I know we know this none of these are like game breaking like, right. <laughs> like it's not like we're not gonna make it what are we gonna do they're all like minor annoyances right but yeah. that's why I'm tired. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, so anyway, point being with that, like really with all those things that we've been dealing with, struggling with emotionally, all that sort of stuff, me personally, those things that I'm talking about, um, like God's still good. God's still been faithful to us as a church. And overall, things are still good. Um, we've still got new people coming in. Um, absolutely. You know, visitors got kind of slowed down during Advent, again, for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. Our people go out of town and we have lower attendance. It's just we're, we're in one of those cities that I think people leave yeah. rather than come to during the holidays. But even yeah, up until yeah. then, we had a lot of visitors. Even like businesses around here just don't do don't do great, like restaurants no, and things right. like that. I, I used to manage a, a cafe around here and... Like you guys experienced yeah, we, that too. We got deserted during December. Yeah. Like you know, Northwestern students leave, uh, and then you know, catering orders aren't coming in. Uh, everyone's gone. Yeah, everyone right. has left. They're going elsewhere. Um, so I mean, everywhere everywhere slows down yeah. in in this particular it's a normal area. thing. Yeah, but yeah. Even with all those different things, like we're doing fine. God's good. God's faithful. We're still doing well as a church new people coming in that we're plugging in that are serving and giving and, and have been really like refreshing and encouraging. Yeah. I feel like we're in a good season of like our people are growing, um, spiritually, uh, just from different sermon series we've been going through and talking about right now. We just started one on the Lord's prayer, which I think has been good for us. 
Yeah, that's really cool. I actually didn't quite realize that we were about to start a series on the Lord's Prayer okay. until you started preaching. <laughs> I don't and think I anybody like, knew. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't think anybody knew. <laughs> I think it was just us elders that like knew where we were headed, but I don't think we said like anything about it beforehand. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we started that, which I think has been well-timed. Um, our community groups have been going through systematic theology mm-hmm. uh, by Wayne Grudem, just kind of breaking it up into sections and talking about... Um, in a Bible study format, talking about things that he brings up and studying the text that he brings up um, as far as the grounds that's, for those things. That's been a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, we in, in our community group, we actually just finished that about a month ago. Um, and so just kind of with the holidays, we took a couple of weeks off and then also started a new series uh, going through the book of Philippians. So oh, that's, good. That's nice. been neat. Um, but yeah, I think things have been good. Like there's really not anything to complain about. We're not we're not in danger really in any sense like everything's totally fine this is just like we're human i'm human you know it's very easy for us to get discouraged by i think the littlest things um but just being reminded like this doesn't that let that stuff go if that's the thing you're getting hung up on you know it's not a big deal it can be worked through um and and basically just resting in the faithfulness of god the sovereignty of god that you know, if he wants, if he wants this thing to continue, we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be able to weather little stuff. Um, right. And it's kind of as simple as it is. It's just not sweating the small stuff, so you can focus on. You got plenty to deal with. Like when you're pastoring people, there's gonna be like pastoral things that come up. Put your energy toward that and pastoring and shepherding those people. Let the little inconveniences and stuff go. So um, I'd really be interested in also in just kind of hearing like, all right, so we've, we've got all this stuff going on uh, and we're also seeing, all right, the Lord is really, really good. Um, but what what is what has God been teaching you kind of, I guess, in, on a more personal note, what, what has he been kind of showing you and teaching you recently in these last months? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it'd be, there'd be a few things I'd say to that. Um, just his... The reason I keep bringing up faithfulness is I think that has been a theme for me of like that's that's how we're able to do what we're able to do and see any fruit whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's just the faithfulness of God and that that's his that's his divine plan is for this to happen and he's empowering it to happen despite my weakness because I like so for instance last night we we had our community group and i've the streak of discouragement about preaching has been the last couple weeks for me that's how i felt that way or that's when i felt that way and somebody in our community group specifically brought up how like helpful and encouraging this past week's sermon was and in my head i'm like that was like one of them that i was like beating myself up about (laughs) um i I don't know who had the the origin of the actual quote but i know darren patrick had said it back in the day of you know God uses crooked sticks to draw straight lines mm-hmm. of like just him using us in our brokenness. Um, and that ultimately that, you know, our, our sin, our weakness um, is not going to, we talked about this a few weeks ago as a church is not going to thwart the promises of God mm-hmm. and the plans of God. Like if he's sovereignly planned something to happen, your weakness is not going to get in the way of that. And if you're going to be a part of that, in fact, he's going to empower you despite your weakness. So that's really been the biggest thing for me. As simple as that is, just remembering that in practice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that can be such an encouraging thing. Just every, I don't know. I've, I've kind of been learning lessons similar to that also. Um, just kind of in, uh, and just kind of realizing that, I don't know, that, that my family isn't quite where we thought we were. Um, just on, on our progress as a family. Um, 
And so just kind of learning that, uh, I don't know, just learning that no matter what, uh, the Lord is still faithful. He did, in, yeah. he did in fact still um, call us here. Um, and I don't know, there's, there's such a tendency to just like want to, you know, pull back when things, when things get weird. Um, and it's just like, I just want to run away. Uh, but, but seeing, uh, that the Lord is, uh, so faithful and kind, mm. uh, can be such an encouraging thing. And, uh, something I've been also learning is just kind of, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm, jumping back into just really searching the Lord out in um, trying to learn how to how to shepherd my family well hmm. um, and just getting into a, a pattern or at least attempting to develop a pattern of uh, of family devotions and just reading the scriptures together with my wife and um, and trying to I don't know just kind of getting back to basics it's yeah. like no that is such a basic thing that if you if you're not if you're not building things from the ground up, what what's your foundation? It's 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 nothing, and it and the and everything will collapse. Yeah, well, and it's one of those like it's basic, but it's essential. Mm-hmm. Um, and though that's often the case, mm-hmm. is that the basics are essentials. That it's like this might seem rudimentary. This might seem like oh yeah we know, but it's like no really though. <laughs> like, right. We gotta and so I can add to that for me personally. It's it's you know something I've been learning and, and trying to grow in really since we started. But just the simple basic foundational um, lesson that like I I do need to. Uh, so to speak, put the uh, oxygen mask on myself before mm-hmm. I do it with other people um, spiritually. Of I, I need to take care of myself spiritually um, and be in the Word, be in prayer uh, for my own personal development, and growth, and like when I'm talking about the discouragement stuff, I got to deal with that. Right. You know, when that happens, I do need to. Okay, let's stop and let's figure this out. Let's let's preach the gospel to ourselves. Let's read the Word and see what God has to say. As I'm beating myself up for no reason. Like, I do need to do that so that I can rightly minister to and pastor other people well mm-hmm. um, and do so out of the overflow of what God's doing in me and not out of an empty cup, uh, an empty cup, as we've talked about before, yeah. because that you're just going to gas out. And so I know that, but it's it's knowing there's a difference between knowing that intellectually and knowing that in your heart. Um, and so I'm, I'm trying to grow in that and get in better rhythms for that starting starting the day in, in the word and prayer before I jump to the always always present to-do list in church planting because that's the problem. It's very easy, at least for me, and I bet the same is true for some of you guys, to have a squeaky wheel gets the oil mentality, yeah. especially when you're the only like full-time staff um, you know, who's who does work full time and is paid? You're in a position like I am because that's my position. It's very easy in that position to have the squeaky wheel gets the oil mentality, because there always is a to do list and a lot of it is time sensitive. So it's very easy to fall into the trap of like this. This is the most important thing right now. When in reality, God is always the most important thing. So, <laughs> like whatever the thing is. Um, if you are tempted to sacrifice, you know, your relationship with God to it, then it, it again, that's idolatry, like just yeah. in its most basic form. Um, and it's very easy for me, for me to fall into that trap. So just getting back to the basics of that stuff can wait because ultimately like my relationship with the Lord, my growth in Christ, 
um, that's foundational and fundamental in me being able to pastor effectively. So let's do that before we worry about even sorting out, you know, potential logistical nightmares and stuff like that. Um, right. So just getting back to the basics of starting my day with the word and prayer and stuff like that before I get into the to-do list. That's been kind of one of the one of the things I'm learning too in this season, like just getting back to that basic practice. Yeah, so that's what we've been dealing with. Uh, to close, uh, I, I would just be praying for us. Here's what we got coming up. We, like I said, we we're going out of town for our uh, elders' planning retreat. So we spend it's usually about three days. Um, we go just barely out of town, basically. <laughs> we just get out of the area that we're in. Go to one of the suburbs nearby, check out a you know stay at a hotel, and uh, spend the time planning out you know the year, reviewing the previous year, what do you, what do we need to improve on, and so just be praying that that's a productive time for us because um, we're we're heading out of town on Sunday to go do that, and uh, yeah, that's our prayers that it'd be productive, that it'd be refreshing, um, but we got a lot to do as far as kind of planning for that, so just for wisdom and guidance in that, particularly. Uh, I think the biggest area we're working on and that's on our hearts is, is mission and figuring out a better, more organized rhythm for that. Um, mm-hmm. We've tried a lot of rhythms that other people have found to work for them. And essentially the position we find ourselves in as a church right now is those things don't work for us. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. the, the, the quick like, oh, we just pull this handle. Uh, that's like right. a quick fix that other people have found have just not been effective here. Uh, which God bless those people that that works where, where they are. Um, it really, we've talked about it before, but it's one of the many things where you see that category or the truth that uh, so much of this is dictated by your context. Cause it is yeah. like so much of your strategy and your approach uh, to mission is dictated by where you are and the people that you're seeking to reach. And so for whatever reason, a lot of things we've, we've tried that's worked for other people has just not worked here. So we're basically in a position where, there's not we don't have a playbook that we can borrow from other people we got to write our own playbook yeah and so that's what we're going to seek to do as we go out of town uh, with the planning retreat is basically start coming up with that playbook like okay what are we going to do because we got to come up with our own thing for our own people in context um, so be praying for that just that god would give us wisdom um, and, uh, you know, as we've said before, mission is happening, but it's not basically, we need to figure out a way that it's happening, um, in a more intentional, regular way. Right now it's more, we're responding to opportunities as they come to us right. and we want to be more in a proactive role mm-hmm. of creating opportunities. And so we're trying to figure out how to do that effectively. So we'll keep you guys posted with what we come up with, um, that, that we find it to work for us. Cause I just want there to be more options for people, but you may find yourself in a similar boat that we have, which is, you know, even if we come up with something that works, it may not work for you. Um, so if, if you're in that position where you've kind of tried, what works for other churches and it's just not effective where you are. Um, I encourage you really join us in what we're doing right now, which is, all right, we've got to write our own playbook. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Let's not keep mourning the fact that these things don't work. Let's get to work in figuring out what does work here um, yeah. and do it. So that's kind of where we're at. Just pray that God gives us wisdom and humility that we'd listen, you know, that we'd be teachable and willing to do what we need to do to reach our city and our area. And then after that, we've got our uh, pastor's conference coming up as well. We, yeah, which Aaron, you'll be going to. I'm um, really looking forward to that. So the planning retreat is, is we're, we're doing work. The pastor's conference is where we actually get like more rest and, and recharging. That's really mm-hmm. what that is. So we'll be going to 
the, the Bethlehem, Bethlehem Conference for Pastors and Church Leaders in uh, Minneapolis, which is fantastic. We've really enjoyed it the last couple of years we've gone. And this is the first year we've opened it up to, to deacons. So that'll be fantastic. So just be praying for us with that stuff coming up. I'm glad to be back. Glad to be talking to you guys. Hope you were encouraged. Um, as always, if you want to like check us out, go to ransomcitychurch.org. That's our church's website. You can learn about who we are and what we're doing. Uh, as well as if you want to send them in, submit questions or comments into the Sower's Almanac, that's where you can do that. Go to ransomcitychurch.org and click on the Connect tab, I believe it is. Um, and, and there's an option in there on that form to submit a question to the Sower's Almanac. We'd love to hear from you guys, especially with stuff like this. If you have questions or comments on the stuff we're dealing with or similar stories to share, we'd love to encourage people with those. Or even um, ideas. Or ideas, exactly. Yeah. Um, especially as we're talking about mission. If if you guys have one that you haven't heard a lot of people talking about, you're like, hey, this works for us. We'd love to hear it. And we'd yeah. love to talk about it. So feel free to do that. RansomCityChurch.org. That's where you can get in touch with us. Thank you guys again for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye.